0: Hi, and welcome to the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and this is the podcast that gives you a peek into the lives of the homeschoolers next door. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 60 of the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, and I am so happy that you are joining me here today. And guess who else is joining me here today? Our very special guest host, Amy Milsick, is back on the program. Amy, welcome. Hey, it's great to be back. I am so happy that you are here. I hope you are enjoying your stint as guest host on the Homeschool Snapshots this season. Oh, it has been a blast. So much
1: fun. So much fun.
0: Well, good. Well, today we are talking, well, you are talking. I'm actually uh, eating bonbons over here and putting my feet (laughs) up. you're talking with Nadine Dyer um, who is a lady that we know she blogs and she lives in Canada and she's a secular homeschooler right
1: yes her blog is up above the Roman tree and she shares about
0: life as a secular homeschooler up in Canada okay I think this is going to be a really interesting perspective for a lot of us, I know I've chatted back and forth with Nadine a couple of times and read some things on her blog and always like, oh, well, I never thought about things like that. So and that's a really good thing to take in some different perspectives every now and then. Absolutely. And she also shares about life with anxiety. And as a
1: mental health therapist, I found it extremely helpful to hear her take on it and what's worked for her and her encouragement for other moms, too, that might deal with that
0: awesome awesome and hey amy speaking of encouraging other moms i want to encourage other moms right now since we're getting close to the end of february and homeschool convention season is about to start i want to encourage other moms to go out and get tickets for the great homeschool conventions coming up in the next few months now have you ever been to a homeschool convention I have not, but I so want to go, and I'm very excited for you. I am super excited. So I have been to a homeschool convention. I've been to the great homeschool conventions for like five or six years now. And so finally this year, I was asked to speak, and I'm going to be speaking at all five of those conventions, which is going to be an experience in and of itself but you guys i would love to see you guys i'd love to meet you guys come out and give me a big old hug my old introverted self will be just fine with that and you can get your tickets at great sounds awesome and i'm putting it
1: on my bucket list for sure
0: all right all right well we are going to get on with amy's interview with nadine right after this word from our sponsor This episode of the Homeschool Snapshots podcast is brought to you by Plan Your Year. Plan Your Year is the homeschool planner that shows you how. It walks you step-by-step through creating a homeschool plan unique to your home, your kids, your family. There are over 40 printable planning pages plus an 80-page planning guide where Pam walks you through creating your plan for the year. Nothing ever expires and you get free updates every year. It's the only homeschool planner you will ever need. Check out a free sample pack of planning pages and more information at freehomeschoolplanner.com. And now, on with the podcast.
1: Nadine Dyer is a homeschooling mother of two who hails from Chile, Ontario, Canada. At her blog, Up Above the Rowan Tree, she writes about secular homeschooling and finding her way as a self proclaimed rebellious Charlotte Mason homeschooler. Nadine joins us on this episode of the podcast to give us a little peek into her homeschool day. Welcome, Nadine. Hello. Hey, it is so awesome to talk to you today. I can't wait to
2: find out about how you're doing and get some updates. Tell me a little bit about your family. Sure. Well, there's, I have two kids. My son is almost 12. And my daughter is nine and a half, and we live in Northern Ontario, along with my partner, Kyle. Okay,
1: awesome. Northern Ontario. Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah. What's the weather like up there? Well, typically, it's winter for like half the year. <laughs> but this year, we're having a beautiful winter. It still feels like fall, so I am loving this.
1: Oh, I bet. Take it while yeah. you can, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so how did you start homeschooling? I always knew that I wanted to homeschool my kids even back when they were babies. Their father and I, unfortunately, we decided amicably to separate and eventually divorce. So when my kids were school age, as a single mom, I wasn't quite sure if I could figure out the logistics of homeschooling and single mothering. So the kids went into school and then fast forward a few years and I found myself in a position where I could be a stay-at-home mom. At the time, I thought I would just be you know, I wanted to stay home so I could be, my kids were going to be in school. I wanted to be a great school mom. I wanted to do all the classroom things and the volunteering. But once I was home, it was not very long until I realized that I still really wanted to homeschool my kids. And we have friends who homeschool that we've been friends with since like our our kids grew up together as babies. And we were around some homeschoolers and my son started to recognize that friends of ours, You know, they could do things and they could go on trips in the middle of the week to see their aunt out of town. And he said, how come they can do that? Don't they have to go to school? And I said, well, they do their schooling a little bit differently. They're at home with their mom. And he looked at me and he said, we were waiting in line outside of his school, like the the drop-off line. And he looked at me and he said, mom, we need to have a family meeting about this. (laughs) 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 He was so intrigued by this idea that, wait, what do you mean? Like all kids don't have to go to school? And we did. Two days later, we had a family meeting, all four of us, and I had, in the interim, I had talked to their their biological father, and we all decided just to give it a shot, and so here we are. Wow, that is so cool. So yeah. a lot of things going on there, but that revelation yeah. from your son, and yeah. this is
1: like, well, what? The light bulb went on, it sounds like. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. The look on his freedom. face. Freedom! Yeah, the look on his face. He was like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> like, this is a thing? we don't have to go to school. <laughs> so, oh, I, under, yeah, I just, understand that.
1: Yeah, it was great. Yeah, my two older boys went to public school for a, mm-hmm. a little stint, and mm-hmm. um, we had a similar revelation, which is really cool to yeah. watch them, like their eyeballs bulge out, like, what? Yeah, <laughs> so why didn't anybody really tell me this? Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I would love to know, because I know that you are a family of readers, mm-hmm. um, what... Literary classic. Do you think your homeschool day would most be like?
2: This is such a fun question. My first instinct to answer this one is maybe Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> we're all <laughs> a little. My answer too. <laughs> we're all a little mad in here. I feel like the Mad Hatter, or maybe the <laughs> I don't know. I'm always late for something. <laughs> like, it's a little bit crazy. What you know, our day to day life is a little bit chaotic. So I don't know, but fun and you know, rich and wonderful. So.
1: I follow your blog up above the rowing tree and I know you like you enjoy jumping down those rabbit holes. Oh, yeah. 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 So
2: that's great because that's my answer to Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I always say we dove down this rabbit hole to try this thing out and we're still down here. So,
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. That's great.
2: So who is your homeschool hero? Who is my homeschool hero? You know, I would probably have to say Julie Bogart. I almost didn't say her last name because I just assume like everybody knows Julie. (laughs) She was one of the first, well, her Brave Writer curriculum was one of the very first things we ever introduced into my homeschool. Kind of after our de-schooling phase, we introduced Brave Writer and we Mm -hmm. still use it. And just Julie and her wisdom have really helped shape our homeschool and that she's graduated all her kids and she's done with this homeschool life, but she still hangs out. In the homeschool world with us in the trenches, and and really gives a lot of support and encouragement. Absolutely, yeah, definitely, Julie. Yeah, her, men-
1: <laughs> <laughs> her mentorship has definitely been uh, chatted about recently in the Homeschool Snapshots podcast mm-hmm. too. So that's so oh, cool, cool to hear that. Okay, so fill in the blank: mm-hmm. If my grown child blank, I will have succeeded as a homeschooling mom.
2: Wow! If my grown child leaves my homeschool able and ready and prepared to follow whatever path they want to follow, then I'll have succeeded. So, you know, maybe they'll go to college, maybe they'll go to university. Here in Canada, it's, college is usually like a two-year, like applied program. And then our, our degrees, our bachelor degrees happen in university. So if my kids decide they want to go and pursue, I don't know, astrophysics, then I hope they're prepared for that. And, or they're prepared to to do what they have to do to follow that path, if they want to go to art school or trade school or just become an entrepreneur, I hope that at the end of our homeschool gig, that they're just ready to just take that step into whatever whatever life they want for themselves. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. The, I know that's a
1: common concern for many homeschool parents: is, mm-hmm. will our children be prepared for the future mm-hmm. and what they want to do? So yeah,
2: I think that's that's a wonderful goal yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. And there's never a really, and it's so hard now. Things are changing so fast. Like it's hard to prepare them for a particular career because I don't remember. I watched it on a TED talk, I think. I don't remember who did it though, but somebody said that we're educating children for jobs that haven't been created yet. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, like that's kind of intimidating to think about. But so I hope they're just able to adapt and, and just ready to do whatever whatever they want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: So I want to know, how do you fix a homeschool day gone bad? You know, I don't
2: fix it. I just stop it. (laughs) Yeah. Like I used to try, we were starting to go off the rails. I would try to pull it back in or I'd fix it with a little, you know, brownies and tea or whatever. And then I would Mm -hmm. always try to come back to the homeschool day and finish my to-do list. (laughs) But yeah. I realized lately that sometimes there's wisdom in just, in just letting it go. Let the day go. You know, maybe we all just need mm-hmm. to go do our own things. And maybe today is just not the day to sit and do structured learning. And maybe we need to just have a hug or a cuddle or just totally not talk to each other. That happens. I just don't try to fix it. Some days are bad and we just stop. We put everything away. And then the next day we just get up and, and kind of try to start the day fresh again yeah because that's life right there's always right. tomorrow <laughs> yeah yeah tomorrow, tomorrow will be there, so we'll just we'll just leave it mm-hmm. so you mentioned your
1: checklist, so I'm wondering, <laughs> are you a planner, or do you fly by the seat of your pants?
2: I like to plan, but in the day to day, what tends to happen is I have a really nicely laid out plan, and then we fly by the seat of our pants, so I get a lot of satisfaction from planning my days and using my planner <laughs> but in actuality we're pretty relaxed and if the day starts to go in a different direction then the planner gets put away and we we just follow we just follow wherever the magic is going at the time so a little of both a little both i like to plan for the days when i don't feel like making magic in homeschool i like to have a plan there to at least you know fall back on ready and waiting
1: yeah our Mm -hmm. our homeschool days sound very similar because i'm the same i yeah, I need to have I need to have a structure there. Yeah, but I like to kind of shoot from the hip as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Fill in the blank. As a homeschool mom, I really rock blank.
2: I love teaching language arts, and I'm really good at it. Nice. <laughs> if I could teach my kids to read and write all day, every day, and skip all the rest, that would be like perfect. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And it goes into every subject. So that is awesome because I know there's a lot of moms out there that struggle with reading and writing. So, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. just great that you that you rock that. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: All right. So I'd like to talk to you more about your blog Up Above the Rowan Tree. And Mm -hmm. you said that you are a secular homeschooler. How would you define secular homeschooling?
2: Uh, This is a big (laughs) this is a big question, but the answer for me is 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 very simple. This can get, you know, this discussion happens all over the homeschool world and I, it can get a little like convoluted. But really, secular uh-huh. homeschooling, at the very minimum, just means that we opt to use materials in our homeschool that aren't written from any particular religious worldview and don't sort of promote one religion over another. It doesn't mean that we never talk about religion or faith stuff never comes up. It just means that we don't, we sort of look at it as more of an like historical sort of anthropological kind of a view. It's not woven into our materials quite as much.
1: What are some surprising reasons why a family might choose to do secular homeschooling?
2: I was really surprised when I first sort of came out as a secular homeschooler and started connecting with more people (laughs) in that sort. And like really that I didn't realize that there was a label for this when I first started homeschooling. I just thought everybody just homeschooled. I didn't realize how much of an impact your particular religious faith actually has in homeschooling like I, I didn't think it would be a thing so when i joined some secular facebook groups and you know forums and things like this i was really surprised at how many secular homeschoolers are actually like they have a like a, a personal faith their family might be christian or jewish or muslim but they identify or they homeschool secularly and that, that totally blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I could see that. Yeah. But there's yeah, a huge what, portion of the community, the secular community in homeschooling, they actually are families with a faith, with a personal faith.
1: That, that's very interesting because, yeah, mm-hmm. I think just mm-hmm. when you start homeschooling, there's so much out there. And then all of these little doors start to open up and you're like, secular homeschooling.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Charlotte, then you have Charlotte Mason. Mm-hmm. and. It's just all of these things to learn about. And and it sounds like you really found a tribe of other secular homeschoolers that you have been able to connect with and and help each other. So that's great. Now, do you find it difficult to find secular homeschool curriculum that doesn't focus on the religious aspects? Is that hard for you? Yes. I'm not going to (laughs) lie.
2: It's really, (laughs) there's a meme that goes around, at least in my homeschooling circles, you know, those those ones that have like an old fashioned looking picture. Anyway, it's a mom that looks like she's sitting over a glass of wine. And the meme says, wine at 10am, don't judge me until you've tried to find secular science curriculum or something like that. And, you know, I laugh when I see it. And then I think, oh, but it's so true. (laughs) It's so true. Finding secular materials is difficult because I think there's not really always an understanding, even in the homeschool world, what that means. So where a faith-based homeschooler, they can pretty much just grab something off the shelves and be fairly sure that it'll work with their family. Whereas secular homeschoolers, we have to look for things that are strictly labeled secular like on like on the cover of the book <laughs> or mm-hmm. we have to really go through everything with a fine-tooth comb because when you're a secular homeschooler that's kind of when you you understand like you you know what you're looking for and mm-hmm. i always hesitate to say this but i feel like i'm going to say it so i think there's a bit of a privilege in the homeschooling community when it comes to like if you're a faith-based particularly if you're christian or you know any denomination of i don't think i don't think a lot of like Christian homeschoolers actually see <laughs> that almost everything in the homeschooling market is really geared to their needs. It's just it's always been faith-based homeschoolers make up still a really large percentage of the market. So it makes sense that there's more options for them, but I don't think you realize until you're looking for something secular how difficult it really is. It's been tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So can
1: you recommend any helpful resources or books that you've read that have helped you Find the secular homeschool resources that you're
2: yeah, looking yeah. for. There is a community called Secular Eclectic Academic Homeschoolers. I, it's a mouthful, but it's <laughs> really been like my lifeline since I've been homeschooling. There's a Facebook group, they have a website, they do conferences, they're just a group, a huge group of secular homeschoolers who who hold to a really, really clear definition of what that means and what can and can't be recommended in the group and it's just been such a huge, just a source of support for me. So I can go into this group of people and say, guys, I'm looking for something to cover ancient history, but I really want to leave out the Bible stories. What do you got? And within minutes, you'll have a whole list of, of options being recommended. So that group has been just a real a gift to, to my homeschool in the last year or two. For sure sounds like it Sounds yeah. like it to have an active,
1: yeah. active <clears throat> supportive group is just
2: amazing in the whole mm-hmm. world for
1: sure. Mm-hmm. okay, so you live in Canada
2: mm-hmm. and
1: what is homeschooling like there? I'm just so curious. I'm down here in the states, so I'd yeah. love to know more about homeschooling Canada.
2: Well, I would like to say it's different, but I actually I don't think there's a lot of difference in the homeschooling community here versus in the United States. It's similar in that you know in the states each state has different regulations and like policies and things. It's the same here. From province to province, homeschooling changes drastically. So I live in Ontario, and so I can speak to what it's like in Ontario, and it's so easy. We have no regulations. We have very little oversight. All we are legally required to do is if our kids have been in a school board, like registered, like my kids entered the school system. At the beginning of every year, I have to let the school board know that I am, once again, I'm planning to homeschool for this year. I signed a letter. They sent me back a a copy saying they received it. And that's it. Like, so just a letter, a letter of intent. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nothing else. So, yeah. So, you know, I see sometimes like people are like, you know, they have to do testing and portfolios and all of these things. And I think, oh, I'm so (laughs) grateful (laughs) that I live where I live. I'll never move to any other province, I don't think, as long as I'm homeschooling. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that's so interesting because I didn't realize in Canada that the provinces were different, like here in the States. And I'm in Pennsylvania, which is one mm-hmm. of the most strict. And oh. we have to do the whole whole shebang. And it's I'm jealous of you. Let's just put it that way.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now there are other provinces in Canada with more oversight, I guess, or more. you have to be more connected to the school boards and they're more involved in your day-to-day. But they also receive funding oh, as homeschoolers. Wow. So there's, you know, there's pluses and and yeah. minuses to wherever. But I think straight across it, the country, I think homeschooling is pretty well legally accepted anywhere in Canada. I mean, I don't think there's anywhere where it's particularly difficult. Just some provinces have more regulations than others. I happen to live in one that I mean, we have none. <laughs> like it's not even low uh, regulation, we have we have zero. So wow. Yeah. So total freedom cool. to do what we want, teach what we want when we want how we want and nobody looking over my shoulder i know <laughs> i know i appreciate it and i am aware that this is not the case for everybody so i really i don't take it for granted
1: something else i'd like to talk to you about is you have a whole section on your blog titled the anxious mom's guide what would you like to say to a mom listening out there who's trying to navigate homeschooling while dealing with anxiety
2: what would i like to say well it's hard and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say otherwise. It's really difficult. I mean, for any homeschool mom, there's always like this extra layer of things that we worry about, right? Like curriculum, and what are my kids going to do when they grow up? And you know, am I choosing? Are we doing math right? Are we writing enough? Like, there's all these things that spin through your head. But when you are also that's on top of just living with an anxiety or panic disorder, that can just become crippling. But yes. what I've learned in like the five almost 6 years now that we've been doing this is the bad days happen and they're really hard and it can feel really heavy but then you just get through it and like a bad day doesn't make a bad homeschool a bad day doesn't make a bad life you get up the next day and it's a little bit better it's a little bit better you know maybe there's another bad day it the bad days are going to happen and if mm-hmm. for anybody who lives with anxiety they know that it, it doesn't ever really go away it just you just learn to manage it a little bit better. So, taking care of yourself, making sure that, you know, if you feel like you need it, you get the professional medical advice and put your health before anything else. Put your relationship with your kids before anything else. Make sure that you're just nurturing yourself as much as you possibly can. And that'll help you get through the really dark days.
1: That's just wonderful advice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, how mm-hmm. it, it, don't let it define you and your home school, right. but, right. you know, you, you can definitely do things that can help make it easier to heal. So that's so yeah. useful for sharing that.
2: No problem. You know, I was so scared to start putting that on my, on my blog, but back in the, back in the days of Periscope, I remember doing a Periscope broadcast where I mentioned it and the feedback I got was, was intense. Like people emailing me and I had people messaging me on Facebook and some of the Periscope groups. And I thought, wow, <laughs> like it is not just me that is trying to figure out how to homeschool. Well, also dealing with my own sort of mental health challenges. And so that encouraged me to start writing about it and talking about it. And I'm actually going to be, so if there's anybody listening who struggles with this, I'm going to be speaking at an online conference in late January, hosted by the Secular Eclectic Academic Homeschoolers, where the whole topic of my my talk is going to be The Anxious Mom's Guide to a Thriving Homeschool. So I'm going to be talking about my own experiences, Growing up and living with anxiety, as well as now my experiences also parenting one of my children who's gone through really intense anxiety issues. If you're out there and we'll put a link to that event, I guess, I Amy. Mean, yes. Just as a resource. I think it'll be really great. And that whole, the, the online conference is all about neurodiversity. So either the parents or the children are, have something that they're, they're challenged by. And so it's just a bunch of advice and encouragement and, you know, been there, done that by a bunch yeah. of speakers. So, so that will be Sounds pretty cool.
1: Extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. And mental health, yeah, mental health issues with homeschooling is definitely an important topic. And one that I yeah. think is unfortunately glossed over. And right. so I think that you're, since you're talking about that, it's just really going to help a lot of people. So that's great. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really okay. looking forward to it. Okay, so this is the time of the podcast where we do the fast five, and I'm going to ask okay. you five questions. You just say the first thing that comes to your mind so we get to know okay. a little bit more about you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm not too All hard, right. I promise. Okay, okay, good. All right. Okay, number one, you just received an Amazon gift card. What are you spending it on? Books. <laughs> books. What kind of books? For you, the kids? or Books for me. Books for me.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you have
1: a favorite one in mind or just any, any good book?
2: You know, I've been reading a lot of books lately about classical education and I know I'm deep into being a Charlotte Mason homeschooler, but I really am fascinated by some of the really older classical education. And I'm just I've been just book after book lately. <laughs> so it would probably be in that in that range. All right. Always learning, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yep, always learning. <laughs> okay,
1: number two. What is your favorite family game night game?
2: We really like to play Exploding Kittens. It's a card based game. And it is so fun and ridiculous. And we usually just end up laughing and laughing <laughs> and acting silly. So that's probably our favorite.
1: All right. That sounds great. I yeah. love games like that. Yeah. What is the best way to spend the day with your kids? In our jammies,
2: watching documentaries. <laughs> Ooh, what kind that, of documentaries? Well, we're sciencey geeks in my house. So probably like Cosmos my particularly my son my oldest he and i could we've watched that series probably three times and we will still watch it if we just decide to have a docu day that's probably the first on the list or doctor who that's not documentary but you know yeah (laughs) movies movies and jammies on the couch that's that's a perfect day
1: all right i already asked you this but what are you reading right now Right
2: now, I'm reading a book called Climbing Parnassus, and it's about why we should have a Greek and Latin-based education.
1: I'm about partway we'll through l- that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, we'll have a link to that in the show notes yeah, for sure. Good. Okay, and the last fast five is, I've got to have blank to get me through the day. Coffee? Sounds good to <laughs> um, me. <laughs> a lot, a lot of co- Yeah, one of my favorites for sure. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah well, it that's my so- survival tip.
1: Survival tip, number one, coffee.
2: Coffee.
1: Yeah. Well, it has been so great talking with you, Nadine. I know. Can you just tell the listeners where they can find
2: you and and a little bit about your blog? Sure. My blog is com. And like you mentioned, it's mainly a secular homeschooling blog with a heavy dose of Charlotte Mason. Well, we're like Charlotte Mason renegades. We don't always do it just right. But if that's your flavor, then that's where you can find my blog. I love Instagram. Instagram is my is my jam. <laughs> I love it there. So, I am at up above the Rowan tree on Instagram.
1: And you have a fabulous Instagram feed. So, yes, I, I love Instagram. checking that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. All right. Well, thanks so much again and no um, it's just been a pleasure
2: to talk to you. Yes, it's fun as always.
1: Well, there you have it. Now, if you'd like links to any of the books and resources that Nadine and I chatted about today on the show, you can find them in the show notes for this episode of the podcast. Those are at PamBarnhill.com forward slash HSP60. Looking forward to some great homeschool interviews to encourage, inspire, and motivate. Until then, rock your homeschool.